Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are up to number 45. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma. Somewhere out there is Neil in the thunderstorms of Illinois. Hey Neil, how you doing? I am doing fine tonight. How are you, Thomas? Are you okay? I'm good. You know, if this episode were a president, it would be Donald Trump. Okay. Wow. So hopefully it won't be that much of a train wreck, but I, I got a feeling it has it has potential. Uh, potential like to be a train wreck. Excellent. We'd I'm like to welcome our, all the people who uh, have joined us since the the Joe King interview. We picked up a bunch of new people, so hopefully you know they came for Joe and stayed for the rest of us. Yes, stayed for forty three so. and forty four. Hopefully, so, they, hey, were, so they were good episodes too. Damn they it. were. They're all good. They're all good. We all can, good. Can, it's all good content. Exactly. Um, actually, so let's go socials real quick. Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook, which I see we got a lot of new people on there, too. That's awesome. Send us a message or, or don't or whatever. Um, we try to put content on there regularly to, you know, keep send you us the, your Send us your address and you'll get free stickers, shit like that. Yes, that's right. That's right. Don't be afraid to send your address and I'll send you some stickers. I think I have a couple that I'm waiting to send out right now, but I'm mostly up to date. So, um, And, of course, Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail. Dot com. We've had some good letters, but we're not going to read them today because we have, uh, I'm, I'm going to say less of a guest than somebody to come <laughs> yeah, hang he out. Does, he doesn't count as a guest. I don't even know if he well, counts no, as a person. He counts, less less human. he counts as a guest, but he, he might be the least famous guest we've ever had. <laughs> oh, hey. you like to have apples, oh, that Seth? he got me, the bigger pocket. Hey, uh. hey look, let me give you an introduction that will make you sound like you're the most important man on the earth. I suck at introductions. I always flow them, so... You're the one guy. I mean, you're gonna get the best introduction. So, oh the, boy, our guest today is involved with no less than two, sometimes three podcasts. He plays in at least two bands. He runs a recording studio out of his home, and also has worked, may still work at a very well-known recording studio that that everybody who's a '90s punk fan will know. He is a new father. He is the second longest tenured Christ. staffer at Punk News. What else, Greg? What else you got? <sighs> anyway, our guest today is Greg. Our guest today is Greg Simpson. <laughs> <That's absolute. laughs> yeah. Wow, Tom. Oh, thanks. That was that was pretty good, man. Well, thanks. Uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> like we have like real famous people on. I can't get it out, but with you, it's just oh the the the, the, the kudos, the credentials. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on Joe King, by the way. That uh, I, I I got about halfway through that one walking the dog today, and uh, I he's an interesting character. Walker. Yeah, no, he is. He's a good dude. I think at the end of the day, and I think that's that's uh, important, you know. So I'm I'm really yeah, bummed that the timing didn't work out for me touring with the Riptides with uh, oh, opening up right. for them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Greg played on the last Riptides album a little bit. So okay, so let's so, a, a little bit. I'm the right channel guitar on the whole thing. <laughs> are you really? Oh, no, yeah. No. And I do since since. Yeah, then. that's a bummer that tour never happened. I was hoping to meet. Actually, I'm I'm gonna have. Wanting to have Andy on really quick here. I know you guys were working on a project. I don't know if you're ready to talk about that yet, but but uh, and I want to talk to you about some Riptide stuff and, and like political correctness and stuff like that because we're, cool. that's like nah. things things. <laughs> Hold on, the, ri- yeah. the Riptides have synths now. Did you just say? Oh, this is look- like it was like some like little organy kind of. Um, yeah, it, it was more like organ type stuff. I just I did it on my old synthesizer. Hmm. It wasn't it wasn't like the intro to uh, like. The final like, countdown by Europe or something like that. Oh, it's like Two Boy Army or something like that. <laughs> no, Amazing. no, it, it's, it's, no, not at all. It was like more like a definitely more good organ. It was only on a couple of tracks. Yeah, but um, so so Greg and I actually met through kind of through podcasting. We've both been involved with punk news for every number of years. What are you at, Greg? Like seventeen years or something? 
for oh, working in punk news, I started yeah. in 2002, so I just had my 18th wow, punk dude, news you, birthday. You really, need, you really need to get a life. <laughs> well, so what? It, but, I would agree with that. <laughs> but so, what do you do for what? What do you do with punk news these days? Well, I mean, I'm pretty much just a podcasting guy at this point. You know, both Best Midwestern and This Might Be Podcast are both, you know, on the same network as you guys, you know, the Punk News Network. And, yeah. And so I'm putting out uh, four This Might Be a Podcast a month and usually one Best Midwestern a month. We're we're trying to up it to two. Um, And I'll still write a thing on occasion. You know, I'll do some of the lists. I I, I usually will chime in for some of the bigger features, but I I am only writing like maybe five or less reviews a year. It used to be a lot more. That's what I did at first. How many many do you get? What are you up to total, Greg? On on reviews? It doesn't really keep the running total anymore. It used to, but I mean. Well, it stops after 250. Right. It's it's probably around, it's probably between four and 500 at this point. Hmm. When I came aboard, my goal, my goal was to write 250 because that was where the lo- the algorithm ended, yeah. or the whatever they call it, logarithm. My wife's home. Hey, algorithm. Um, whatever. But anyway, you, you. you end at 250. Thank you very much. The rhythm method. Hey, my wife says hi, Greg. <laughs> hi. <laughs> why isn't she saying? Anyway, why isn't she saying hi to me? Well, she doesn't Rude. know you, Greg. Or she doesn't know you, Neil. <laughs> you don't know well. me either. Apparently, this is awesome. She, she actually. She, yeah, we've met before. She actually what didn't. You... She actually didn't say hello. She just. She just came. She and flipped him off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. My uh, my 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 pal uh, Scott, who Neil knows, his uh, wife. I, I actually was kidding with him about how I had to call the cops because they appear to be running some kind of an illegal hair salon out of her kitchen, and my half my family was over there getting haircuts. So. <laughs> Fight the power, guys. Fight the power. But hey, anyway, okay. So anyway, my goal was to write 250 because that was like where the computer kept quit keeping track. But I did that quite a few years ago. So or a couple oh, yeah. of years ago. So I'm actually I want to hit 500 now. That's my goal. But I'm I've yeah. You've down probably caught months. you've probably caught up to me by now. But I mean that I'm was at like, like 430 something. I think I have it. I have it written down. Yeah, I mean it went I'm so far back. Kind of Firstborn. Right. I mean, I was a, a junior in college when I started writing for them, and I was not even thinking that it would be anything that lasted more than like a year or whatever. And I did not keep tabs on on stuff. I, I mean, there's so many things I've reviewed that I've forgotten about. I do remember what my very first review was, and Which I always was? post that. What was it? Uh, it was so a, it was a ska it's punk a... band called Codename Rocky. Oh, for fuck's wow. sake! I, I gave it a. Uh, six out of ten, I think. Oh, good, well, good for you. At least you didn't give it like a four and a half, like most people give everything on that <laughs> site. It's almost perfect. So, that's just Ronaldo. Oh, so Julie is pretty me. critical. Julie brings brings the hammer down sometimes. Yeah. yeah, but she reviews some nonsense though. Yeah, she's mostly nonsense. I think but, she uh, liked the new Green Day, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, that's yeah. right. She said that was. I think they said that was a nine. I but believe. that's her age. I get that. She's she's probably a little younger than you, Greg. So she got into it a little different. I get that. No, it's fine. I li- I like what she brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but There's the fact Tom. of the matter, what's that? <laughs> There's Tom being nice. Well, listen. <laughs> I, I I try to get along with everybody. I I've I've. I've stepped in a few bombs. I've been with punk uh, with punk news for six years, and I've definitely stepped on some bombs along the way and had a few interpersonal conflicts. But the fact of the matter is, I do it for fun, and if it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. And I've I've been stuck at home, so I've been writing reviews again. So I'll probably still nice. get to my to my 25 or whatever for the year to do my year end list. But you can but yeah, we it. also we also been podcasting like mad. We've been doing uh, oftentimes two or three a week. 
Yeah, yeah so. I, think, I think one week we did four in a week. We did, and it's wow, too much. Wow, yeah. Because we're going to burn ourselves out, but but we have access to so many guests at the moment because nobody can tour that everybody's mm-hmm. looking to promote their stuff. I mean, we have you know access to you know Greg Simpson caliber guests if we're being <laughs> honest. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I saw yep. a homeless guy Rhythm down guitar. the street who we could get on. Yeah. I think I think Rhythm I saw him. Guitars for the riptides. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. Have, yeah. <laughs> so. So are you okay? So you you're doing the two podcasts now. Explain. Oh, explain the podcast. No, yeah, explain explain yeah, yeah, the two podcasts people, that you do because I don't understand them. So. Yep. Explain, <laughs> explain the old guy, what, what a podcast talking. is. No, no uh, content, my friend. <laughs> content. <laughs> come on. Sorry. <laughs> come on. Come on. Keep I, it I up. Taught, I taught a, a podcasting class at the Park District for a few years, and there was one woman who came in. Now English was her second language. So I'm hoping, I think I had something to do with that, but basically after I gave my opening spiel and blah, 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 I'm like, are there any questions to start? And she goes, what is podcast? And I'm like, oh, oh good. <laughs> well, Neil, you were, you were telling me about how you tried to explain it to your 90-something-year-old mother. Yeah, to my oh, mother. Yeah, that, that thing, was excellent. Right? I'm just like, you know what, Ma? I do a radio show, okay? It's a radio show. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just listen get, to it's... it on the internet. <laughs> it basically Where can is I listen to it? Radio. You can't. Where can yeah. I watch it? Yeah. Great. Uh, on that yeah. wireless she has from 1945. I don't think she'll pick it up. All right. You, you explain so, those podcasts, Greg. I have to go show yeah, my sure. window because they're swimming and they're splashing around. You're going, you <laughs> want to pee, you're going to pee again, aren't you? They're splashing nicely. He's going to go they pee in the pool. Up, but no. Jesus. Go <laughs> piss in the pool. <laughs> pee on the slip and slide. <laughs> Come on, Greg. These two podcasts so, that you okay. do, explain so, to the public what they're about. I don't know if we were going to hear window slamming and such. So, Best Midwestern. Uh, has been going for over five years now, and that one is with my friend Scott Heisel, who is actually the guy who recruited me into Punk News in the first place. We went to college together. And Scott Heisel went on to uh, work at Alternative Press for a decade. He was the um, um, he was the head reviews editor, I believe. I'm trying to remember what he worked up to over there. But, yeah, he was at Alternative Press for a while, which got him a lot of connections and a lot of friends in, in the scene. And so Best Midwestern... Um, was actually an offshoot of my first Midwestern podcast, which was called Two Gregs, One Podcast with my other friend Greg Moore. So which was that's... a spinoff of Two Girls, One Cup. Exactly. That's that's the joke. Which, do, uh, do people which even get that I anymore? Know how old people are that if they get it, that's a yeah, that's a that's an age uh, yeah determiner. I'm pretty well. sure. Yeah, so yeah, so so that was my first podcast. Started in 2012, and then Best Midwestern started five years ago um, when we shifted uh, my co-hosts. To Scott, and so just like the name suggests, it's all about Midwestern music, and it's typically had a focus on um, punk and indie stuff. Though we have branched out into um, other genres, and we're currently almost done with a state-by-state project where each episode uh, is about uh, like a very deep dive into the music of a particular state of uh, all genres. Um, f- talking about even even stuff we hate, but only playing clips from stuff we like. Basically, informing people about all the musicians they may or may not know that were born in a state, or um, you know, and just uh, telling people the best of the stuff going back, you know, over a hundred years on most of them, way back. And hmm. then uh, this might be a podcast. <laughs> is a they guess might be giants. Guess who they didn't have on as a guest when they did Michigan? That's right. Oh, I know. That's right. Oh, I know. No hey, do, you, do you guys talk about wrestling too? Do you guys have a wrestling podcast? No, Scott likes wrestling, and I uh, maybe that's where like I've heard. I uh, maybe I heard one episode, and he was talking about wrestling. Maybe yeah, that, yeah. I usually try to sense? go to. My, 
I usually try to go to mine into saying something about wrestling. Okay. I, I have no idea. I haven't watched since the uh, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior era back when I was in elementary school. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this might be a podcast is a fan podcast of the band. They might be giants. And uh, the reason for the name. So most people call they might be giants TMBG. So I'm TMBP for a podcast. This might be a podcast and it's a song by song podcast. And they might be giants have around 800 songs. So wow. you got, you guys are punk till you die. I'll be talking about they might be giants till I die. And if they don't stop putting out albums, I'm in deep trouble because they put out three albums in 2018 and they're supposed to have one come out this year. Really? So even, even though they're they're well, Flansburg, John Flansburg just hit 60. 800 just, songs. Yes. But what, they, is it, <laughs> but what is it to say about each song? What, what do you say? This one is really uh, good. This one is not so, so it's good. Short. So, so the, you, episodes, the episodes tend to be pretty short. They're not, uh, like, they're not like us, Neil, where we ramble for two hours. About, so are you sure about that? It's more <laughs> focused. Well, they are. They're usually not, under an hour, not right? Not really. Um, no? Typically, well, it depends how chatty my guest is, because di- my guest is who picks the song. Your guest? And I've had... You have somebody g- else that likes that band? I've had over 100 <laughs> guests on right now. So I've had, most of my guests have been, you know, normal fans and folks. So I've had some more famous uh, musicians and such on. I had John Darnielle from the Mountain Goats on. I had Franz Nikolai from Hold Steady. Who, uh, the rapper Open My Eagle. Uh, Hutch Harris from The Thermals. Mike Park of Asian Records. Okay. You, yeah, Stop you, mumbling, you need, Neil. Stop mumbling. <laughs> you need to start listening to stuff from, uh, you know, that's past... 1985 or whatever. I don't even know. I do. I just don't know any of those um, people you just mentioned. That's all. Okay. Well, the listeners will know. Trust me. Sorry. I, I believe me. I, I, don't think, I don't think our, our listeners, listeners will, buddy. Our listeners are in our image, I think. <laughs> our listeners are just, just listening to three people talk at the same time, so they can't understand anything. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So we're. I'm about to put out episode 84. Five, though thanks to the pandemic i've recorded all the way to episode 106 wow and Shit. uh so i have if i only release one a week i could stop recording now and make it all the way till october Shit. though i uh currently since i'm making money on the patreon i have an assistant editor and on occasion i'll do two uh, uh episode weeks and i'll uh hire him to do one of them which is really nice to not wow. have to do the you editing. Hold on, explain, explain, explain. How I guess how are you? The editor and I'm the assistant editor. So how you how you assistant. make it? How you making money on Patreon from doing all these animal giants or whatever the hell they're called podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, right. I think if Being I curated it, they might. <laughs> I think if I curated it, they might be giants playlist for you. You might like them. They are uh, very I, much I, influenced I by. Punk I don't just. I, I like the band a little bit, but I know maybe like twenty songs. I don't know. 800 songs that's for sure sure I know, sure. I know one song i think don't you have a song so, about a, a birdhouse or something no yeah, birdhouse bird in yourself yeah. that's the yeah, one i know song. yeah mm-hmm. um so i have uh, 43 patrons right now and i have exclusive episodes i do at least one a month which are on varying topics so instead of just being about a song um oh yeah and you'd ask the question like each each episode you know usually i'll, I'll my guests will pick the song so it's one that they like and um, first, usually they tell me about you know their story about how they got into uh, the band because the, the band's been around since 1983. So like it's all depending on the age of my guests, there's all these different stories there. And we talk about the song like we break down stuff musically very in depth. Like I get into a lot of my dorky music theory stuff, music teachery type stuff, arrangement uh, genres that they work in because their songs are all over the place. 
And um, and then we talk about the lyrics, and their lyrics are always very um, cryptic and dark and like hard to interpret. You know, it's not just on the surface like like a lot of these hardcore bands. You know, they just tell you exactly what they're singing about. Uh, so there is quite a lot to talk about. Okay, and, great. Uh, and we score the songs because it's fun to argue about how good stuff is, which is what we're going to be doing. Uh, and then my my Patreon episodes um, have my Patreon episodes have just like different topics like I, I'm doing one the one that's coming up is um, with all accordion players oh, because they might be Judd's feature <laughs> Tom, uh, accordion to prominently <laughs> Tom, I'll, it's if, killing if, me. if you say if you besmirch <laughs> killing me if you besmirch the instrument one more time I'm gonna go get one, one of my accordions <laughs> I have more than one Jesus, um, what? and I will play it uh, throughout the episode Hey, let's, right, play, let's, let's, let's play a song, let's, everybody. Let's play one of those hardcore songs to break up the accordion action here. Jesus. And this one's by They Might Be Giants. It's called Stompbox. That's their, that's their most hardcore song, if I had to pick one. Is it? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to play that. Tom, why don't you pick something to play, buddy? <laughs> what did I get? Oh, what did I pick, Neil? I'm forgotten already. Oh, let's do... Uh, Richard hung himself, because that's about what I feel like doing right. right now. <laughs> it's a perfect seg. This is D.I. Richard hung himself.
Your answer is non-seglator. There you go. Didn't it? Didn't have himself. No, no accordion, no accordion in that one. I'm afraid. No, no. So, so, so you're doing your podcast, Greg. So obviously, you know, your bands aren't really doing anything as far as playing gigs right now because nobody's playing gigs right now. Um, are you still doing both bands? You're still doing yeah. the ones with the ones with your wife. So I assume that you're that one's gonna last unless something catastrophic happens, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, they're both still going. Yeah, Outdoor Valor is with Kara and uh, my three other dudes, uh, Steve, Joe, oh, and Oh, that's Andy. right. You got a full band now. Yep. And we are in the middle of, um, well, I'm, I'm still writing songs, but I've got 10 songs for our next album and probably still more coming. And since I have my, my studio here, the one at my house here, Valor Underground, we uh, are pretty much like demos are really not a thing anymore. Just like when I'm writing a song, it's getting recorded well immediately. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, of, yeah, when uh, you guys were talking to Joe Queer, talking about how like, you know, these days with recording equipment and stuff, and he said he's got that studio, it's like, Put a good mic up to the amp right away, and then, you know, there's your guitar track. You know, you don't need to redo it. And that's basically what I've been doing, um, writing as I go. Take early on, right? What's that? Sometimes you get your most inspired take early on, and after you exactly. play it, that riff's not going to have the same liveliness to it. Yeah. yeah, if you make yourself sick of it, right? Yeah. Sometimes so first idea, best idea. So yeah. that's Doppelpopolis, or that's... Or no, that's, that's Outdoor Valor. Um, what, what, what's it called? Out, outdoor Valor, what? Outdoor Valor. So that's okay. his wife. That's more like okay. an indie rock thing. I'm not going to go... I'm going to go ahead and not recommend that to you, Neil. Okay. <laughs> but he plays in like a, a pretty cool, like, punk, like, uh, kind of grungy punk indie band called Doppelpopolis, too. Yeah. Doppelpopolis. Doppelpopolis. Okie dokie. Doppelpopolis. It's because the, there's because there's the two guys in the band with mustaches. It's yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We, like Doppelganger was already taken by like four bands. So Doppelpopolis <laughs> is a reference to this old Adult Swim show called Sea Lab 2021. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, and, and plus it's just fun to watch people stumble over it and try to spell it. And, that's a really and good idea it, when you got people trying to look for your band name in the uh, to yeah. buy it. That's great. That's a good idea. It's also memorable though, right? <laughs> so. Oh, just just think about how many bands have picked horrible names over the years or bands sure. that will intentionally spell something wrong because they think it's cool or whatever, but then people spell it right and you can't find it. <laughs> Neil and um, I already have an awesome name picked out for our band, but I'm not telling you because I know you'll steal it. Yep. It's good. Or, or make fun of it horribly. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Trust me, there's nothing to make fun of. Oh, okay. I'm sure it's the most brutal name I've ever heard. Ah, dude. Old school. Yeah, so <laughs> Doppelpopolis has at least an EP's worth of songs, and we've been talking and kind of debating whether, you know, once this thing all lifts, I mean, I, I, I know we're all kind of working on some songs individually, so we might just wait to do a full length because, you know, oh. normally we're being like, oh, we got six songs, let's just record it and put it out. We put out, uh, you know, an EP the two years that we've existed. This is our third year of existence. We're like, we got to put something out. Is that but we'll long? probably just that wait. Is that how long you guys have been around? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we've been around three years, and if if we don't release anything in this third year, it's like, oh, what the hell are they doing? I don't know. So we'll we'll probably make it an LP, and maybe it'll be out in the fall. Um, since we record it all here anyway, it's like, you know, we'll just do it whenever we can. Sure. You know. Yeah. So... So you're still doing the. So you can't obviously have. Maybe you can. I don't know. I just told you about my outlaw haircuts or whatever. Outlaw, I mean, good name for a band. Outlaw haircuts. It's better than doppelpopolis. Doppelpopolis. <laughs> I don't know if you're uh, if you're sneaking outlaw. people in to record or what. Or but are you pretty much shut down the moment other than yourself? Or are you able to get people in there? Because you guys are lifted. Indiana's mostly lifted, right? 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I had, um, I've had members of our band over one at a time for the um, outdoor velour stuff. Like I've had both of our saxophone guys over and keyboard guys over. Did, did uh, you say hold on, Sax- saxophone guys. <laughs> we have Tom. You need to keep up. Yeah, man. We got a dude that plays Barry sax and keyboards. Then we got a guy that plays uh, alto and tenor sax and also other keyboards. We got the wall of sound, baby. Are you in Dexy's Midnight Runners? Is is that what's happened here? No, we're in... uh, It's more like we're looking to be in like the uh, Ronettes, but with fuzzier guitars. Oh, I can dig that. That's the whole thing. All right. I can dig that. We call the genre Fuzz Town. It's Motown with fuzz, man. We got... You know, think about like that, that 60s pop. Like the first song I ever wrote for the band was I sampled the first four measures of the Supremes, You Can't Hurry Love, mm-hmm. and just, like, I didn't even know how to program drum machines or anything, and I looped those four measures for two and a half minutes, and I wrote a song over top of it, and, you know, you hit the uh, the fuzz pedal for the last chorus and do a bunch of Jesus and Mary Chain feedback. So it's basically like the Supremes meets Jesus and Mary Chain. Isn't it sad that Phil Collins fucking ruined that song? It's just very sad. Uh. Yeah. The only song yeah. that Phil Collins didn't ruin is In the Air Tonight. I mean, literally every other song he did has been ruined, right? Um, so uh, so you're no able to do a of that. It's, That's for sure. Are you, so, so the other studio that I mentioned, at least in the past, <laughs> you've done a bit of work at... What are you uh, laughing about now, Neil? Killing me. I don't know. He was telling us a story about two saxophones and something, and we went off on a yeah, man. tangent. Yeah, I figured that no, was a dead end. Oh, was it? Yeah, guys, that tangent was a dead end. Like, read okay. notes and stuff, you know. We yeah, right. can actually oh, read music. Posers. We well, well, posers. well, actually, though, if you got two saxophones, how many people are in this band? I, I can play a chord that uses all six strings on the guitar. How many? Me how, I just figure three notes and just three how many, strings and mute how many, the rest. How many people are in this damn band if you got two saxophone players? Five. Five. Huh. Okay. My wife plays bass. I play bass. Uh, guitar. And then we yes. got drummer and the guys that kind of, you know, multitask with the saxes and keyboards. Oh, mm. so, okay. They don't just play sax all the time. No, they do. Yeah, uh, keyboards. Uh, there's a lot of synth stuff, you know, because I don't know, whatever band Neil made fun of before. I don't remember about synths. <laughs> all, I could, all I could think when I hear sax, I think about sax when it's like wham. See, this is the problem, because you guys grew up, you, when you were, you know, in your formative music years, yeah, 80s, like, the saxophone got a really bad name, because there were just all those cheesy pop hits would, like, have that wailing, like, horrible saxophone sound. But you got to think about the saxes on, like, the Phil Spector stuff, okay? Just, like, or, like, pet sounds, like, big, Motown. thick, yeah. yeah, just, like, big, thick, berry sax notes that are, like, outlo- outlining the bass line, you know, a bass groove. But then I've got like you know screeching feedback over top of it. That's 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 the whole don't, idea. Don't let it, don't let Neil fool you, Greg. He's he's used many a Kenny G record to woo a young lass. I don't even know who the fuck <laughs> Kenny G is. To be fair, yes, you no know. idea who that is. You know how you know how I know who he was. When I was a kid, we had cable, which was like fourteen channels or something tops. But mm-hmm. one of them was the Weather Channel, and they always played Songbird, that stupid Kenny G song. Still fills me with murderous rage. I'm surprised you can now. even name one of his songs. But it just where it like scrolled the song titles as it went. No, it I don't know why. I just I, oh. I knew, and it was like the real cheesy block lettering. It wasn't like they had any graphics or anything. You know, it was like a DOS computer or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so so you you at least in the past have worked at the Sonic Iguana, which everybody who's a fan of bands like Queer, Screeching Weasel, Mr. Yeah. T Experience, bands like that should know. Are you doing anything over there anymore? Or, or are they not doing much oh. at all? Or are you not doing much? Or what's, what's you the know, this? I mean, as far as I can tell, 
no bands have actually been in there for at least two years, and I think no. Mass is mainly just doing stuff Masters sent to him stuff. to mix and master. And I think mainly just masters because that dude has, you know, a full time job. Was um, that about two years ago that we were down seeing you? Yes, that seems about right. Yeah, so that yeah, was, was a was junior that, um, in high school. Was that Frank Muffin that was in there when? Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's the that's the last band I recorded in there, uh, which is sad and alarming. And I would gladly, if he pitched me work to do it there, especially now with summer. I mean, well, I guess not this summer. Um, I would gladly yeah. go over there and that do was, it. That, that was going to be my uh, my original intro that I had planned for the show. Greg was going to be. I'm sure you've all heard of the Sonic Iguana. The guy who runs that studio is an absolute punk rock mastermind, but we couldn't afford him. We got, <laughs> we got Greg Simpson. Yeah, I bet if you want a mass on your podcast, he's done Best Midwestern twice. I, I'm, he, 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 I've, I've, met mass, I've met Mass in the wild when he played with Squirt Gun in Detroit, and he seemed yeah. like a genuinely nice guy. Really easy yeah. going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I, and he's yeah, got a, fascinating, a fascinating day job, too, but we won't get into that. So <laughs> It's um, very hush-hush. Yes, yes. But anyway, <laughs> but so okay, so you so it's not like you're a pulling emporium. Exactly. I mean, you're familiar with that studio, right, Neil? I mean, if you looked on the wall, they got all the records they made on the wall. Actually, it's CDs, which kind of tells you what the era was. Oh right? yeah. But but he's mm-hmm. got a lot of cool stuff on the wall. You'd be impressed. I mean, I, I, was had, I actually of, I mean, actually met him when I saw that Squirt Gun Parasites Richard Ramone oh, show yeah, yeah. last summer. He was there, and I spoke to him. And he had his newborn baby there with huge yeah, yep. ass headphones on. So that yeah. was kind of his was wife cute. was pregnant when I saw him in Detroit. I remember uh, that. Yes, but he's a nice guy, right? Nice he's chap. Gone? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Lovely mm-hmm. chap. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he taught me a lot. I mean, you know, and I'd bring it back here, and then I record my own bands for free and now that i'm very good at recording drums so, it was, so, so i learned so a lot even from him though you might not be able to work at the sonic iguana you got to check out what is it velour underground right velour underground velour yes under- see the synergy outdoor velour velour underground yep yes easier to remember than doppel populous studios doppel- right? doppel- <laughs> doppel- 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 why don't we why don't we why don't we jam another song in so yes, let's play one of the um, songs that uh, our lovely guest uh, picked out. But we're not going to play Mopanopanopolis. So what what are we going to play? What did you What did you want to hear? Uh, yeah, let's kick it off with uh, Dead Kennedys. Can't go wrong there. Let's uh, Let's kill the poor. Let's kill the poor with the DKs. If in progress is ours once more. Again, a 
Becoming relevant again, it's just like. But don't you think if a band came out Christ. with that song today, people are so stupid and in, yep. unable to yep. interpret it that they would freak exactly. out about it? Yep, they would. Uh, they would, they is, would take it at fucking is level. In real life, telling us to kill the poor. Yeah, he hates the poor people. Uh, that so son good. of a bitch. I just, I just hate people so much, Greg. Did I say it out loud? Sorry. <laughs> people do suck in general, but I think if you just release it. You know, I, I feel like if a famous person put out that that a song called that, that subtlety would be completely lost on the masses. But I feel like a punk band could still put I out think, a song. I feel like Morrissey should cover that. I was just, <laughs> man when I was listening to. I, I love how you played uh, uh, Ursula. What's what? Ursula, oh, Ursula finally, Ursula. finally got to. Yeah. <laughs> Like Neil just is just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. He pretends like, to be a fan. He's not really a fan. Trust me, he's fine. It's a great song though, but like, it's just. I mean, you guys didn't get hate mail for playing that song. I mean, you can still no, get away no, with no. that. I mean, I, I think the the good thing is, I think most people who have been listening to us are used to it by now or know what to expect. I mean, I got a piece of hate mail from the regular punk news podcast, Greg. Really? Where they said something about. I know Tom's supposed to be the not woke one, and I'm just like, yeah, I can do <laughs> just that fucking tear it up right there. Just fucking throw I mean, it away. It's a compliment, right? I mean, it's yeah. like whatever. What was the rest of it? Okay, I used a term that I guess was offensive. God, we're we gonna go back to this now. Tramp stamp. He said tramp stamp. I used a term that that some people thought was offensive, and I don't know if it's like a slut shaming thing or what, but I used the term tramp stamp, and apparently that's offensive. Have you ever heard that, Greg? Oh yeah, I went. I don't think that's a. I've never heard anyone. Take I, mean, I know you heard the term, that. but have you ever heard it's offensive? Yeah. No. You know what's I'm, offensive? When you know, assuming everyone with a mustache is a pedophile. Now that's ex- that's offensive. Yeah. No, I think no. You know what? I think that's actually yeah. true, though. I think that might be true. <laughs> Greg, I, I, or Greg, Neil, I'm, mental note note for a future show. I'm yes, currently sir. reading the Steve Jones autobiography, yep. Lonely Boy. Yep. And the first. 
three or four chapters are all either about him being molested or him masturbating. So, anyway, mental note. <laughs> right. we'll so go that back sounds to about it. right then. Poor we'll old get back Steve. to it. Yeah. We'll Light reading before bed. Exactly. Anyway. Anyway, so... so uh, Tramp stamp. Tramp stamp. Oh, tramp stamp. Yeah, yeah, tramp stamp. And that was offensive. And, and he even called... The writer even called Adam and John out for not, but, not calling hey, me on it. Let me, let uh, me ask you this. Was it a guy or a girl? I have no idea. I think it was a guy. From what I remember, it's called Steve. From what I remember, it, and that's Steve even. Jones. And that's it was even. Steve Jones from the se- it was Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols. <laughs> I don't think he'd be offended by that. Though, but he was um, diddled as a child. <laughs> but that—that's he. I mean, that, uh, I could go on a whole fucking rant right now. But I asked—I asked my nineteen-year-old daughter if that offended her, and she just la- looked at me and laughed and said, "Of course, it's not a fucking offensive. What's the matter with you?" So maybe it was a joke. Uh, so maybe, Steve, maybe the whole thing was a troll, and we fell for it. Steve needs to change his tampon and fuck off. How's that? But maybe, maybe seriously, maybe he's trolling me and I'm falling for it. It could be, right? Yeah, he's know. he's a worldwide star now. Yes, exactly. Good old Steve. Anyway, I don't know that he followed me over to. Uh, no, I don't. Th- I don't. <laughs> I don't think this is a fit for him. I don't. I don't think so. Exactly. Yes, he's so, delicate. So, so how's your how's your day? Are you done with your day job now, Greg, for the year or what? Yeah, we. Uh, so the governor. I'm not sure what happened uh, there in. Um, Illinois and uh, Michigan, but the governor gave uh, like 20 days of waivers to the public schools to use if they needed to. So we took uh, an extra week of spring break, basically, to get our ducks in a row for e-learning. And then we took off uh, a week early to end the school year. So we, uh, we've we been done for a week. To your um, teacher? He's a, he's a music yes. teacher, right? I am an elementary music teacher band Which and Which has got to be virtually impossible to do online, I would think. Well, what I did actually worked out pretty well. I just started a uh, Mr. Simpson YouTube channel. And it's mm. the, the frustrating thing is that like the subscriber numbers and the view numbers are just like compared to any time I put any original, you know, like my bands putting up videos on YouTube. It's just like having something get to like a thousand views, like over a weekend. I'm just like, fucking Christ. Why can't my, my, uh, songs do that. But like, that's cause no one um, can find Dopinopolis. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that must be it. Uh, that that's the only reason it's not cause we're, uh, you know, I mean, we're so good that, you know, it's gotta be the spelling. Um, but yeah, so I just did like little 15 minute lesson, uh, videos, basically just like, you know, the kids can sing with me, but I'd sing and I'd teach them a song. And Zinnia appeared in a couple of them just because, mm. like, you know, trying to do the parent thing and, you know, teaching. And, you know, Car's a professor, so she had plenty of teaching. She had more responsibilities than me because, I mean, with how much people are paying for colleges, they're expecting, you know. And you've got, I mean, your son's a are, do you have two kids in college? I do. I have two kids in college, yes. Yeah. So, like, with what you're, you know, you guys are paying for that stuff, you're expecting yeah. for it to not just, like, completely come to a crawl, you know? So, like, Cara had a lot of shit to do. I pretty much just did, um, you know, just kicked out a few videos. I just did them on, on YouTube Live and just, like, you know, unless they got incredibly messed up. I if, just we, if we're being honest, Greg, my college yeah. kids are adults. They're doing, I'm not really doing much micromanaging of their lives at this point, so... Oh sure, I mean, but like, but, yeah. I mean, I assume that some of it is coming out of your pocket at least. In um, some yeah, and, uh, some, but not too much. They're they're both bright kids. They both get a lot of. They get some money. They get, they're yeah. doing hard. But, but you're trusting anyway. that that the professors are still like teaching them yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. So well, and it's because they were already turning in their assignments and all that by computer anyway. You know, so it's I think it was right. like my daughter's my, my Alex, who you know, of course, she's she took a lot of writing classes, and I know it's I don't think she had that much of a transition it's the labs it's the science-based kids i think that are struggling more 
Yeah, so she just finished her first year then, right? She did. She just finished yeah. her freshman year, yeah. Which, so. college, which college is she at? Uh, she's at Grand Valley State University. Both my kids are, as a matter of fact. Which is, the irony is not lost on me, because that is the college that I dropped out of. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. That's right. Yes. They're, they're like rock, heritage, baby. you know? <laughs> exactly. Now they're sending me, sending me letters trying to get me to give them money. Like, you bastards. <laughs> But as soon anyway. as you graduate, they're like, can we have more money? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You just took well, all my money. <laughs> they don't even wait for him to graduate. I think my son, who just finished his junior year, already gets the letters. What? They're but, already getting money from you. <laughs> yeah, lots. But, you yeah, know, like I'm still paying off. Uh, I'm not still paying off loans. But when I was paying off loans, they're, they're asking for money. I'm like, screw you. There's not a yeah. chance. <laughs> so so Greg Greg lives in Lafayette and where the Sonic Iguana is and his wife teaches and uh so we there's only a handful of us punk news staffers that are kind of Midwest based. So we've actually been able to get together a couple times, so it's cool. We went out yeah. our we went out to lunch one time with our wives when Greg was coming through Grand Rapids and then we so when Alex was a junior, Neil, she she had to do a like a job shadow thing. Yes. And, you know, she wanted to work like Jobs that of somebody who worked in a recording studio, so it was pretty cool. Actually, we went down and uh, she spent the better part of uh, you know a couple of days working with Greg on some studio stuff. So it was real cool. Yeah, because like because yeah. like Dad has a like a municipal job that no kid ever would want. He doesn't right? want to go down. But, but at <laughs> least they have follow you down in the yeah exactly. Yep. Nobody wants to follow me into the sewer, but <laughs> Dad, has some, Dad uh, has some interesting friends at least. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've got I've got I've got my kid work, working with me right now, so that's good. She's got a go. summer job over at my place, so that's pretty cool. There you go. Yep. She can I think big farmer, baby. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think one of the listeners out there with Photoshop skills should make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Trauma uh, uh, little graphic with uh, Tom coming out of the sewer with fucking. Uh, I think most yeah, of our listeners might be a bit old for that, buddy. Yeah. Box What's of pizza. I think yeah, most of our pizza. listeners are a bit old for that, but okay. You know, the fact of, the fact of the matter is. The sewer is not what people think it is, but I don't really want to get explain that too much. Oh, see, if I was good right now, I'd play I'd play the Strangler song down in the sewer. But it is your turn to play a song. Why don't you play a hardcore song, and then we'll come back and talk about what we were kind of gonna get at here eventually, someday. Okay, I am going to play a song by a man called Social Unrest uh, from uh, Southern California, I believe. They often got lumped in. All people confuse them with social distortion for some reason because they got social really in the name. Like but no, they don't don't sound like them at all. But just the name. So social unrest, and the song is called Red, White, and Blue. Red, it's for 
Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue by Social Unrest. That guy has the most incredible voice. I believe he left I after that one that album. Voice, but nobody knows who you're talking about. What? Whose what? voice are you doing again? I, it could be anybody, man. Just oh, you're talking <laughs> about the singing. No, the DJ. Oh, your D, I thought you were talking about your DJ voice. No, but you know what it is? There's um there's a whole collection of albums um called Cruisin' that they did Cruisin' 54 through, I think, 64. No, and it's really cool. Actually, you'll, you'll dig it. They had, because they took, like, maybe an hour long of, like, a radio show from each of those years from different uh, cities around the country mm-hmm. and played them. So there's one, from, there's one from either Detroit or it might even be from, from your place, from Grand Rapids. Because um, yeah. I think I've heard you mention the DJ before. Because some of the DJs were there for, like, 30, 40 years, right? So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, so these are, like, the, so these are, like, right from those those years from those radio stations and they have mm. the ads in there from like 1954 and shit like that You're absolutely, yes they're, the albums are fantastic so you should mm. you should look for them and then they have you know all the original songs of course so um they're actually mm. really really good and uh, but some of the dj bits are just so cheesy and funny that uh, i love to try and copy them a little bit but anyway mm. there you go i was that was uh, social unrest with red white and blue <clears throat> so all right, so so if Neil's been combative so far, he's just getting warmed up, I think. So so Greg's trying to do a has been doing kind of a fun thing online since fun is it Facebook fun specifically fun for everybody but you. I don't think so. I think it's him and his Popolopolis friends. See one person complaining on all the threads. There's literally hundreds of votes and one person complaining. Yeah, that's because he's voting for himself. God damn it. <laughs> so so Greg has been doing these like tournaments, right? Where yeah. of, of like genres. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're just different themes and stuff. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's the only all just thing they all have in common is that they yeah. all make the old English guy angry. That's the only thing they all have in common. That's the common thread. <laughs> right. Between... <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I'm doing like competitions between stuff that I. It's mostly stuff that I grew up with, and uh, Neil was already wearing Depends by the time that Nirvana came out. So, exactly. uh, you know, I so, think of them so as a, I think of them as a new band. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anybody after after ninety. Yep. Uh, so how's Kurt doing these days? <laughs> um, so <laughs> How come they don't put the thing well? <laughs> Such a long hiatus. <laughs> you know who? You, you know whose name isn't on the back of our T-shirt? Fucking his. 
so Kirkleby. enough. Oh, oh wow! Jeez, okay. <laughs> Jeez Christ! That, um, how did how did Nevermind do in the '90s? One was that like top five, top ten? Yeah, it was. Um, geez, was it number one? Let me look. Um, yeah, so I mean, I've got uh, I'm such a popular guy. I have so many Facebook friends. I mean, really, it's yeah. just from it's just from fucking being in in the punk circles and like sure. touring and stuff like that. You know, there's all these people I've met. People like, friend you because they assume you can like help their careers or whatnot. Yeah, or they see Sonic Iguana on my thing or whatever. Yeah, or punk news, yeah. all that. Um, but but yeah, so like. So what you're saying is your Facebook profile has a more impressive introduction than the one I gave you earlier. Like anything <laughs> you've ever been involved with. Well. So I've over two thousand friends, and on depending on which genre, do you I'm stop doing. with yourself? My God, listen to you! Thousand, well, holy cow! Well, I'm, I'm 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 going against what you've been saying, Neil, which is you're like it's you and your two friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And out of you know out of those people, not everyone is like a super music fan or whatever or a dork about it like we are. But you know, a fair amount of people have been voting. Like the '90s alternative one did have you know two hundred to two hundred fifty people voting on each batch and i'm like this get out of control and i'm like tallying shit up i'm like this is a fun thing and now it's like kind of like taking a minute to do yeah yeah and and it's been fun because i've had all this time at home you know like if i actually had to drive to school every day to do this shit i wouldn't be doing it. i was just kind of amusing myself and now people are like what are you gonna do next which one are you gonna do next uh so the one currently that's going on is not um genre based it's just i i felt that there were some Women who had musicians who had been shafted in some of the genre uh, tournaments. Um, So I'm doing. So this one. Shafted. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's drinking. You said, of course I am. You you said 90s, man. Come on. I'm just fucking getting in with the whole vibe. So so this is one is uh, like. And I was thinking about taking the night off, but we'll see. Ladies that rock tournament, which is just like me and Cara, basically me and my wife. Uh, I want That's her offensive, to do this one man. with me. That's like to... saying that most ladies don't rock. What's the matter with you? That's really offensive. I'm sure Steve okay. is turning off right now. I'll just let you keep going. Um, I'll just wait till Neil says something that he really regrets. Um, I'll just let that old man. Uh, Not gonna happen, buddy. Slip out. Not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so it's just basically Car and I curating it down to like like in this one, in the alternative rock one, like I was putting everything in there that was big on the radio. So there was a lot of stuff in that tournament that I personally do not like. Um and just kind of see what shook out amongst my friends. This one Car and I are curating it down to only musicians that we like and respect. So it's like really down to the nitty gritty right off the bat. Um and so like in the first batch we had Chan Marshall of Cat Power, Joan Baez, Diana Ross of The Supreme, Susie Sue, um, Adrian Verhoeven of The Anniversary, Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth, Billy Holiday, Annie DeFranco, and Bethany Constantino of Best Coast. So covering like pretty much all genres, mostly stuff that has guitars, because that's what Car and I listen to. If Amy Winehouse uh, or, isn't in there, it's not even a contest. She is in the one that's up right now. Yeah. Go okay, vote good. for her, you fucking good. old man. Quit good. complaining. Go good. vote for her. That wasn't a complaint. That was just a I'm suggestion. Not a big, I'm not a big... I'm not a big Amy Winehouse fan myself. But what are you the one that's, one song. You're deaf? The one that's... <laughs> see, you know, you know who likes saxophones? Amy Winehouse. Or who did like saxophones. Uh, well, how come she hasn't put on him? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this current <laughs> Same one Same age as Kurt uh, Cobain. The one that's... Li- yeah. The one that's live right now is uh, Tina Turner, Mimi Parker from Lowe, oh, Jillian like Welch, Corin Tucker, Amy Winehouse, Julie Holland, Belinda Butcher, Ella Fitzgerald, and Billie Eilish, who I'm sure Neil loves. Yeah. I'm not listening to that. Why is, she, why is she even in there? 
then that's, don't that's, go that's, for that's, her. That's silly. She is the only though. modern pop star that. Okay, so to win Grammys, to like sweep the Grammys when it's her and her brother that are writing them rather than some like ghost written, you know, by some Swedish dude, which is like every pop song for the past 20 years. I think that's that's pretty impressive. And production wise, I like to listen to that just to get cool ideas because it is a crazy record and kind of a miracle that became as popular as it did because it's got a cool kind of 90s slacker aesthetic to it, which I, I kind of like. Mm. Mm. Tom, you better wrangle this show back, buddy. So, oh, so anyway, so there you go. Gregory, Greg wants to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So the next one. Yeah. The next one. Yes. And the, when, when do you when do you hope to start this, Greg? Next week? Um, Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to put out this episode next week, we can uh, if we can try to encourage because it's a public post. And if, if we want to make it kind of uh, you can share it. Or to we, can the... Do the week- we can do the weekend, too. Whatever. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later. But coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming soon. To a uh, handheld device near you. A, a, a co-production of Greg Simpson and Punk Till I Die podcast. Uh, it's the hardcore tournament, and we're gonna yes. make sure Neil has nothing to complain about, and he can look at the spreadsheet. And, well, it's, and, yeah, and I did in. send him. I did Too send late. him the spreadsheet. So it hasn't. Did started? you look at it or no? I did. I, there was yeah, dog. yeah. We'll see. How are you? How are you defining hardcore? Well, let's talk about that. Pretty I mean, that's why I want to come in. Pretty yeah. Bro. Right, because you, you have yeah. to include the metallic, some of the metallic newer stuff, but not the metal stuff. So I, I, most of the list is mine. So if you have a beef, it's mostly with me. So actually, it's all yeah, with me. yeah. I, I mean, you, you me spit all the couple stuff, things like, like a Dead Kennedys, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a Madball, Agnostic Front, obviously that kind of stuff. Uh, I didn't go well, super as long new as, with it as long as it's early Agnostic Front and not that metal stuff. Well, I I put Victim in Pain album. Good, because yeah. it's yeah. it's like an album, you know, an album yes. to represent the band. So yeah, like, but, so, so whatever example, we think their best album is. So so social unrest is on there. Excellent man, well done. And I chose the Making Way for Youth EP because I think that's their definitive work. Bring up the spreadsheet in front of you right now, Neil. Take a look at it. This, uh, uh yeah, I'm I'm. I'm I'm saying you cannot complain at all because the spreadsheet. No, you can. Right as matter of fact, so let's talk fact, through it, buddy. I gave you editing rights. Yeah, man, get on there and just like strike through everything. Or you can lower <laughs> add some or add some stuff to it because we if it'd be yeah, extra, yeah. it'd be nice to have a few extras, so that uh, you know we clip a few off. I don't know how many groups you're going to do, but. Yeah, it's fun. Most of these I've been kind of winging it after after the the first one. Uh, Neil's favorite genre, emo. The emo tournament. After that one, like, kind of uh, snowballed a bit. I'm like, whoa, maybe I should have like thought this out a little bit before <laughs> ahead of time. Yeah. So I was just like throwing up a batch of like nine albums or something. I'm like, oh, how about ten albums in this one? I'm like, maybe it should be a little more. You know, I'm not going to use some fucking like, you know, algorithms and shit to like, you know, formulas and equations to figure out what. Yeah, the I like how at the end when you're just, done, you know. like show the hash marks that you use to <clears> count them all up. Very scientific. Yep. Yep. Tallies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's it's kind of fun tailing it up by hand, you know. I'm not doing it. Yeah, it, it's it's punk rock, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. If I knew much about spreadsheets other than putting things in a list like we have here. Well, we've argued about this before, Neil. As far as like for reviews, you know, you don't like to see a new record get too high a review, and of I course. kind of agree with you. I, I think a record has to age well to be good. Like, I would never give a new album a 10, and I've argued with other people around Punk News about this. I just would never do it. Because in order for an album to be a 10, not only does it have to be perfect, but it has to be perfect in 10 years or 5 years. 
Right. And, yeah, of course. And most of them, most of them, you're like, wow, this is so good. And then five years later, you can't remember one song on it when you look at the back of the record. You know. I've given a ten um, to new releases. I think five times out of my five. Have you really? I, n- I, n- so I never have. Reviews? Only reissues. Yeah. Well, I, I got in pre-John Gentile era, but both of the uh, the, the editors that when I was giving these um, had asked me to explain myself, and they – well, they didn't ask me to explain myself. They read the uh, <laughs> they read the review, and they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Our, our and last I think there's maybe one of those where I'm like, eh, I probably should have been less our, than that. Our but, last very you know. short-lived <laughs> reviews editor before John took it back over would do that. He'd call people out in – public and say hey uh you know yeah thunderdome you need to explain this and i did not <laughs> like that approach yeah i think if you I, got an issue I, pull somebody aside and talk to him separately right. and it never came up with me probably because he knew that i wouldn't play and i i also don't don't tend to gush about things even though i do sometimes feel like my stars are creeping up because so many other people are giving bad albums good scores that I feel the need to give pretty good <laughs> albums really good scores. Well, if you really, really like an album, give it a good score, man. You well, know, if you're not passionate that, about... that classic I, seven to eight range, that's very difficult, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, it's tough between, to... I mean, to seven not, and eight is very difficult. Give, yeah. Giving something a ten basically means it's a perfect album and it couldn't be yeah. any better and it's, sure. gonna, and it's still going to be perfect in 30 years' time yeah. and people are still going to be talking about it in 30 years' time. When, but, you know, but the thing is, and I think when we do our retro reviews where we review 40-year-old albums, I think you could give something a ten. I don't think you should give a new record a ten ever. Mm. But, um, but you know, listen, my opinion, right? Um but but you can give it if you give if a really really the one of the the best album of 2020 I think it's okay to give it a nine. Now does that mean it's a nine in the same way that that uh, Ramon's uh, you know Road to Ruin album is a nine? No, it absolutely doesn't. It means it's a nine right. for 2020. Where the Ramones nine is a nine for all time. Interesting. Right. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting I, I, concept. I kind of like that. I, that's I the like way that I approach it. Now the problem is yeah. that's just me. That's not everybody, right? Right. So I don't yeah. know what everybody else. That's an interesting concept. I like that. That's good. Now, music journalism is all—it's all subjective anyway. And I think if you think a new album is really, really good, and you want people to listen to it, that you know that high score will make an impression on you know the ADD people of today who are just clicking through and like you know they scroll through and they're like eight. That eh, might be good. Nine. Well, I better read that fucking review. If, you know, if I have, and, if I have my know. way, Greg, I would get rid of the star system. Yeah, yeah. Now, mm. Nobody's asking me to do that. Nobody's nobody's given me that option. That but short yeah, attention I, span is is people people words, demand that Greg. shit. Yeah, read my word. No new taxes. Well, I'm oh, sorry. I thought you were. <laughs> well, this, especially when some of the people give like every album they review an eight or a nine, <clears throat> and I don't know if it's because they they want to be nice and they don't want to be assholes, but then it's very difficult to how do you judge that on somebody well, else yeah, like but, Tom but, who's but, given that an but, eight, you know. But you know that. But you know at that point too that you just can't take their word for it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, enough. also the the one I've, thing to keep I've in mind both is ways, that though, Neil, I've given things like a six, and by the end of the year, I'm like, man, I should have gave that an eight, and right. then I'll give eight stuff eight, and I thought, you know, that really was a seven. But at the time, I was feeling kind of high in it, and you know, went a little higher. So, yeah. One thing to keep in mind is that punk news is a voluntary. You know, it's all vo- it's all volunteer run. So yeah. like. If you're going over to something like Pitchfork or something, it's no skin off their back to give something a fucking, like, a one uh, because yeah, they're they getting wanna, paid they to write it. Way, but they go out of their way to be dicks. I mean, oh, that's sure. That, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. But, like, for us, if you're going to spend your time after your full-time job, you know, you're going to spend your, like, evening hours 
typing up something for a punk website, you're going to pick a record that you like instead of yeah. forcing yourself to listen and talk about something that you hate. You know, so that's why a lot of the reviews tend to, to skew towards the positive on punk news. Well, and I, I think and some people have made an effort to, to to pick some ones they maybe don't like just to mix it up a little bit. And it is fun to write a scathing review sometimes. It is. Um, but if you're, you, you know, your, your, your precious time, you know, that you're not, you're not being paid for, you know, you're not going to fucking, you well, know, that, torture that's yourself. My, that's my thing, right? I want to be an ambassador. I want to promote the good stuff, not worry about the crap stuff. The last negative sure. review right. I wrote was the new Danzig sings Elvis album. And it's a turd. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. Not good. I've heard I mean, many mixed reviews I, I, on that. I, I, I've not listened yet, but I, well, I'm kind of I believing you guys waste, as opposed to. I'd stick with Billie Eilish. I saw someone the other day saying, well, it's really not that bad. I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I believe you. Yeah, <laughs> well, 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 well here's that. the thing with that. I mean, if, if you got somebody who's never heard the Elvis originals, maybe they wouldn't think it would be that bad because no, the songs are still bad. good. No, but the songs nah, are still good, you mm. know what I mean? But if you've heard the originals and then you hear that, because it just seems like he's half-assing it all the way through, right? It just is... Mm. He's been working on this thing for years. Right? <laughs> I know. I remember right? hearing about that like four <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I'm, gonna, like. I'm blowing was... my chance to get Danza because I would, I, would I would love to talk to Danzig's time, but he's he's kind of a notoriously bad interview. But oh yeah, I'd love to talk to him sometime. But you anyway. are in general a Danzig fan, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's a huge yeah. Danzig well, fan. Huge. For being honest, though, I've been I've not cared about his albums for way longer than I cared about them. But those first few, I like right. so much. Yeah, Speaking of, know, all right. As as we get older, we look back and we're like, man, that band was really good for like three years. Fuck, man, <laughs> like that was well, forever that's, ago. That's like, that happens like a one, lot. One of my all time favorite bands is still Metallica, but if we're being honest, they've been bad for a lot longer than they were good. That you know, yeah, that is true. <laughs> so anyway, they were, good, they were really good. You they know, were. It's, they it's, made it's, four it's amazing records. Mm. So let's uh, let's speaking of amazing records, is it my turn again? Yes, it is. Okay. Do you mind? I'm gonna play. Did? Oh, Bad Brains. Yeah. Bad Brains off their yeah. self-titled album. The first RAR cassette album. <laughs> Pay to come. <laughs> RAR. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> Fucking great song. I mean, that album is just so 
fucking fast. Like it's, it's unbelievable how they just blew everyone out of the and then, water. And then like two out. couple of reggae songs that just absolutely I know <laughs> you back to earth. I they're love one of those that, ba- they're it's one of those nice bands breather. that that have fallen out of favor because of the singer's yeah. sort of outspoken views. But you can't take that first record away from. Them. I don't care. Well, I the, don't care. Well, the later albums aren't very good either. I mean that you that, can take that those hasn't away helped. From, yes. Yeah. That, no. <laughs> that really hasn't. Well, and their helped. live shows are notoriously spotty at best. Right. Didn't HR also they, have some brain tumor thing? Yeah, there oh, thing? dude, dude, you've got to you've got to watch the documentary. He has a documentary on Amazon, yeah, I think. Oh my oh, god, yeah. scary and shit. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And yeah. and it nev- and it never really documents what exactly it is. Just he's really, having these huge headaches and stuff, and yeah. he had a, he was split personality and stuff like that. But it never really explained exactly what they I, did to him in the hospital. Yeah, so I then, like, can we take him for his word that he really meant these homophobic things he said? Or was it something, like, pressing on his brain in a weird way that made him say these things? I don't, I don't know what to well, think Well, that was about. a long time ago, though. That was many, that was, that was many, many yeah. years ago. And yeah. it, was, it was, you know, it was different. I hate to say it. Everybody wants to judge everything by a, in a modern subtext. And that's just not the way. You just can't do it. Well, that's, unfortunately, that's part of that religion, though. The Rastafarian religion well, is but, very but anti-gay. Sure. So, yeah. but but you know the, the the super hyper politically correct crowd, nobody thought the way they thought thirty years ago. You know what I mean? So it's it's really it's a slippery slope to judge everyone by your modern standard. You know? Yeah. People aren't because, allowed to improve themselves either. I feel yeah, like if I someone know. made a mistake, that's very you know, Twenty years ago, not, not punk rock. They suck forever. Yep, hundred percent true. Closed minded bunch of pricks. Why are we involved with this scene? <laughs> Maybe we're not. I don't know. Maybe we're not. Well, it's a, but right. it, well, it's always been though a lot of different scenes, really though. It's, it's never been it's one true. combined it, scene. It's do you think? More unified now in mindset than it ever has been before, and I don't that's think it's un- really healthy. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So, so what what bands are we looking at, Greg? You got the spreadsheet in front of you. What are, so yeah. for our for our hardcore tournament? It's not going to please mm-hmm. all, certainly. But if you got some suggestions of bands that should be added, you can send them to us, and we'll take it under consideration. Yeah, yeah, and also, like, I mean, like I said, I'll make it public, and I'll, I'll tag uh, you in it, Tom, and you too, if you want, Neil, and you can share it on yours, on your Facebook pages, and then, you know, I can also click over to that and tally up what your friends offer as well uh, to get an even broader range um, of, of voters, um, demographics, so to speak. How would you and, define how would you define that? it? That, I mean, that's an interesting question, right? How do you define? How do you define hardcore and what's punk rock? Like, yeah, like, that was, like, that like, was, like, like you were saying. Because where do you stop? Right? Yeah, where do you stop? Where, where, do, you where do you put the misfits, for example? Like I put the misfits there, on there because I think the original, you know, Danzig misfits belong on there. It's tough because hardcore, like the term hardcore, that really mutated throughout the years. I mean, most genres do, um, but like what was first called hardcore? I mean, wouldn't you say it was just because? It was, you know, faster than the Clash or whatever. I mean, yeah. where are you yeah. going on here, well, you right? Remember, you, before like, the term hardcore was popular, the term they used was what, Neil? You know this, right? Don't know where you're going. Oh, th- oh you okay. See, you see all know. the early flyers for bands like The Meat Men. It was like Thrash, which right. is kind of interesting because Thrash obviously became its own kind of metal subgenre. But what yeah. they call hardcore today, I don't, I don't think it was hardcore. So yeah, I think it's definitely what. Well, let's use the subtext of like hardcore punk, because then I think you right. can include like a seven seconds. Yeah, like you said, hardcore punk. Um, 
because it has mutated quite a bit and you hear a lot of stuff called hardcore that is not like, you know, Naked Reagan or something, you know. And then there's the more melodic hardcore singers. There's the the more just like screamy stuff. Um, there's the more metallic stuff, like you said. But like the one band that I sometimes will hear called hardcore is The Descendants on their early stuff. Would you guys call mm, the Descendants so. a hardcore band? Okay, because nah, they they used to play super fast and a little more screamy, um, and then they became like to me they kind of defined what became called pop you know pop punk, right? Yeah. Right. But they started out playing like really fast, like you know like I mean take like I like food for example, like it's <laughs> these like short little songs where yeah, it's just like yeah. yelling, yelling a bunch songs. of words at you, yeah. right? Um, sure. I still I, I I mean you can put them in there if you want. I don't care, but I think I I just don't. I think it was too breezy, like the <laughs> breezy. Like it didn't have the right <laughs> intensity. Okay, but does does hardcore need to have a certain subject matter? I guess that's another topic. I don't like, know. Can it, it be lighthearted? Silly if they were talking about unicorns and rainbows and whatnot, wouldn't it? <laughs> I like unicorns. Unicorns taste good. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if it has the intensity of the music, does it have to be political? Does it have to be dark i mean you got like you know the misfits have their whole horror you know b-movie kind of thing going and you know and then you have some very very political bands you know descendants even though they they sing about girls a lot i mean uh, you know the early stuff was fast and hard and i think i'd like them to be included tom says maybe not neil you be the the tiebreaker what do you think should they be included or no i would say yeah because i saw oh, them, yeah i saw them in 83 and that would that was what people would have considered them for sure there you go. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm overruled. They're in. My, I mean, my it has, fear it has to be is... Milo goes to college, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, Milo goes to yeah, college. Yeah. yeah, let's see. All right. Let's play. Who's got, a, who's got the next song? Uh, Mr. Greg does. Yeah. Okay. So um, when I was in high school, I would have considered myself straight edge, and I still don't do any drugs or anything of that sort, but Minor Threat really was uh, an important band to me in high school. And probably, I mean, you know, Ian MacKay was just like one of my favorite dudes because he was in all of these really diverse sounding bands that were all like very well respected. Like he hadn't had like a stinker ever, uh, even though he dabbled in all this different stuff. Um, so Minor Threat to me, while they weren't necessarily melodic, there was something kind of singable about the way that he, you know, just like tore into the the lyrics. And mm-hmm. so, you know... The song Straight Edge, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it spoke to me as a kid, but I think probably um, Out of Step did even more so. Just, you know, all of us, uh, you know, punk kids, you know, no matter how popular quote-unquote punk gets, like the kind of stuff that we like is never going to be the popular stuff, and we're always the weird ones, you know. Uh, you know, we're always the weird ones at school and Out of Step. True, true. Um, and, and that cover art with, like, you know, the literal black sheep amongst the other sheep. That song, I think, is is what I'm going to play right now. Okay, so minor threat, out of step. Yeah. <laughs> 
was Out of Step by Minor Threat. Complete classic. And I believe, Tom, you just got that tattoo on your leg, didn't you? No, I didn't. I oh, got you, the, oh. I got <laughs> the <Skanker> Man. <laughs> I, I stand corrected. I thought you were going to get Wait, that. Wait, what did you get? Oh, I the Skanker Man, the DRI, it's the, the DRI running man in the circle uh, thing. You yeah, were, yeah, yeah. You were going to get the sheep, though, weren't the you? I I might, yeah, I was going to, but we, we had some design issues. Ah. Well, it, but it's funny, you know. I was going to get so this that was going to get tattooed right when this Corona stuff was starting to come out, and a lot of people were starting to stay home and stuff. And I showed up at the tattoo parlor. This is a pretty big place, and it was the only guy there was my guy. Everybody else, and I'm just like, am I stupid here? Am I getting an open wound intentionally <laughs> on my body? Yeah, breathing into on? it. But, but anyway, yeah. meanwhile, I'm I'm dying to keep working on my leg, but um, I don't know. We'll see. No, out of interest. No, out of interest. Why did you decide on leg instead of arms? Uh, I don't know. I always. I just. I start on this one leg, and I just want to finish it up, fill it up. Okay. I don't know. Just most people you're do. You're, I mean, you're I a shorts wearing guy, right, Tom? You're a shorts wearing uh, fellow. I mean, yeah. Up? You know, yeah. I'm a fat, sweaty guy. If that's what you're getting at. You yeah. gotta show off. You gotta show off those <laughs> calves. You know, exactly. I'm of the thought that if it's fucking 90 degrees like today, I'm going to be wearing fucking shorts. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I don't care. Dude, right? if it's 60 yeah. degrees. I live in Michigan. Hell, yeah. Do you, uh, are you, uh, <laughs> yeah, take you, gotta, you can get it. <laughs> you a tattoo guy, Greg, or no? You're not a tattoo uh, guy, Nah, I don't have any. I, just, I dyed my hair a bunch, but that's not it. No no piercings, yeah, no with tats. Like, with, like, straight-up Liberty Spikes. Yeah, I had so, crazy mohawks in in, in so, high school. Yeah. So let me so let me tell you my worries about these, these contests. And it's different than Neil's. And here's the thing. I don't, I don't have any just, worries. I'm a, I'm a changed man. I apologize to everybody. Well, no, no. I just it's just I just don't get worked up about it. That's all there's to it. Oh, Neil and I are good cop, bad cop here, you know. But no, my worry. So so like you did the sky one, right? And uh-huh. I look it over, and I literally maybe recognize one in five things on there, maybe, right? Sure. So you got guys like me who maybe are not a huge fan of a particular genre, and we only know the bigger names. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know that record. I maybe and I, this is not an example for me because I really don't care about this band. But like, okay, Mighty Mighty Boston's. Everybody knows the Mighty Mighty Boston's, right? right? But nobody knows, you know, Voodoo Glow Skulls or something. So, so I'm afraid with the hardcore one, we could have the same issue. So it's like, well, everybody knows Dead Kennedys. Everybody knows Black Flag. But who knows how good the first Youth Brigade record was? Oh, or yeah. how, you mean so they're just going to vote for the ones they know? That are more right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, popularity contest to sort of say among people. So what it really needs to be is it really only needs to be like ten people voting. <laughs> we don't need your twenty one hundred friends. We only need me and Neil and I don't know who else. Just yeah, it's just us. Yeah. So, well, well. Here's the thing. I think like what you're saying. I think uh, I do this as, as well. Where like my opinion on like what I think normal people like is very diluted, just because I've been in this punk world for so long, and the stuff I like is so obscure that even the bands that I think are popular one out of ten normal people would have even heard of so i think people getting into it that even have that that could name a single dead kennedy song i think you know well i let me start that over i think people that know the dead kennedys are probably going to know more of these than you think either they've never heard of any of these or they've heard of most of them. I think it's it's almost an all or nothing kind of thing because huh. my friends that were getting Good in dude. and voting for Dave Matthews Band or whatever the fuck on the alternative one, Ugh. like stuff I was putting Maybe in there. I'm, I might be right. getting angry too, Neil. Well, <laughs> I'm just leaving see, it to you I, now. This is what I'm saying. That one, <laughs> that one, I was putting in basically pretty much anything that was on Q101 in Chicago when I was in middle school and high school. So I ditched the radio like it, it wasn't even you know 95, and I ditched the radio like they got me into 
Rancid and Green Day, and then I was like, okay, I can find the rest from here, you know, and then I just kind of went on my own. Um, but, like, I put in stuff, like, that I never liked, like the Counting Crows and stuff like that, just to cover, you know, this is what was considered alternative, which is a really weird non-genre. But it was fun to do. This one, we're getting at least a little more specific than that. Um, but, like, the people that were voting for, like, No Doubt and Sublime in the Scott tournament haven't heard of any of these bands, so they're just going to stay away, right? But people that have heard of Minor Threat, chances are they've also heard of Gorilla Biscuits, they've heard of Circle Jerks, they've heard of Black Flag, and they'll get in on it. Maybe there will be some where they're like, I don't recognize that album cover. I mean, like, well, just, just don't vote for it. Um, so... In, in one sense, you're kind of right. Like, the ones that are already popular and critically acclaimed are, they do have a leg up, obviously. I don't want to deal with some sort of handicap system. We're not going to worry about that. Um, but I, I think some of the weirder ones might have a shot with my friend group. And if you guys share them and we total up those two, you know, you never know. You never know. Hmm. Okay. So we got, what do we got? What do you got? One more, you got any more, any more thoughts, Neil? about this it's just <laughs> no, a silly it's all, thing right it's all yeah it's all good it's all good i'm happy now i'm sedate everything's, <laughs> the, everything's good in. he's finally sedate mm-hmm. oh tom did i tell you why i was uh i brought up mdc uh in particular and i know you guys played a song of theirs on an earlier episode oh, I, yeah, remember we did. I remember a while back yeah um did i tell you about why i brought them up to you in particular mm-hmm they might be giants. Mentioned them in a song, believe it or not. See, the, really? these guys, yeah, John Flansburg, like, for one, I, I don't think they were super into the hardcore scene. They played with, like, a lot of weird, like, they were playing in the 80s with, like, Butthole Surfers and Sonic Youth. Like, mm-hmm. nobody knew where to put them because they were just so weird. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it, it's weird to think of that as a bill today, but, like, they were playing with, like, in, like, art houses and, and stuff because no venues knew what to make of them. But they do mention MDC in a song where um, it's uh, it's called Rhythm Section 1 ad because nobody knew, you know, why does this band have, like, a, a reel-to-reel backing tape? You know, like, where's your drummer? Where's your bass player? Like, that right off the start, people were like, what's going on here? Uh, and it talks about people making assumptions about them and rattles off all these different different things, and he name-drops MDC, which is just, like, a hilarious out-of-nowhere thing. And when I, you know, first heard the song, I had no idea who that was. Um, but then looking into it, I'm like... Damn, I didn't expect that uh, name drop there. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because you're right. We do live in a bubble here because, yeah. like, Neil and I both both love MDC and that first record especially, Millions of Dead Cops. Yeah. It's like a Stone Cold classic, but 82, 83. Um, but you're right. I mean, if I go to, like, Christmas at Grandma's house and... <laughs> you're not going to break that like one out. Aunt, yeah. Talking to my Aunt Hope, and I'm like, yeah, we got Dave Dichter from MDC. She's going to just, you know, Homer Simpson <laughs> smiling politely. Yeah. You know? Hell, it, even if you said like, "Oh, did you hear, oh, Grandma? Did you hear that new Danzig record?" Oof! And they're like, "I don't know who that is." <laughs> well, no, but no. You know what? The funny thing is, if he plays that and it's the Elvis Presley uh, covers album, she might like it. That would be she might be really yeah, into. Might be like, this is yeah. She says, "I remember when the song first came out." Yeah. Oh, interesting just, experiment. Tom, yeah. don't even know Tom, dance with me. Might be just like yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that might be All good. Right. So we got one more song. Well, hold, on. hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to be done yet. Oh, we're just, sorry. Yeah, we're super, super early. No, so how did you get so into They Might Be Giants? I'm just interested. Oh. Um, Mother dropped him as a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, his, on his noggin. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, their songs have always kind of... Um, well, I, I had a friend who had older siblings, uh, like, like much older, like he was a, a much younger uh, brother, 
and his his brothers and sisters had gotten into you know stuff that was you know pretty cool for you know when he was 13 you know for a kid to be listening to you guys were also talking about the smiths on the last one i was listening to uh like the smiths and uh you know echo and the bunny men and then you know and then they might be giants which Again, they never seem to fit in anywhere, which is super cool. But he let me listen to their 1992 album, Apollo 18, which came out right after the the big one, Flood, that had Birdhouse on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. I mean, that, that, that album, and I was pretty much listening to, like, Epifat stuff at the time. Okay, so, like, Lagwagon was my favorite band for, like, forever. I like that, that really crisp, fast skate punk stuff, all the double time beats. Uh, as a young drummer, that was, like, oh, that was my jam. Um, but Apollo 18 starts with a song called Dig My Grave, which is like really fast and distorted, distorted vocals, very dark content. And it's only like a minute and 15 seconds long. I'm like, what is this? Like, they're not, I don't think it, they're a punk band. And then the next song comes in, it's like something completely different. And it's like, okay, it was just intriguing to me, um, that a band could defy genres as much as they do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they went into the alternative pole because they did have some hits, um, but really, they've kind of survived on a very self-sufficient DIY kind of thing. Like, they've been putting stuff out on their own label for the past 20 years, ever since they got uh, dropped from Elektra in the 90s. And um, I, Frank Black from the Pixies helped get them signed to Elektra. I mean, they've got fans that are in, you know, any kind of music that you can think of. You, you know, you'd be surprised. They they come ac- across as like the 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 cheap word that people use is like oh they're so quirky or whatever because right, right, it is right. kind of like you know weird and and a little bit intellectual maybe but it's all very dark it's very very happy sounding songs that are usually about death or some sort of horrible injury they're just a very it's it's weird i think, I think you might be surprised neil if you gave them a spin you might you might actually be surprised for some reason, I get yeah. them confused in my head with de- the dead milkman. For some reason, they're kind of in no, a, in a, in a common totally place. Different. No, do you not like well, dead milkman? No, not particularly. He doesn't like mm. dead milkman, but I do. But that being yeah, said, same. I remember a night. So that flood album must have came out in about ninety or so. Yeah, their thirtieth anniversary tour got uh, half canceled because of all this bullshit. Okay, yeah, because they actually sold out two nights in Detroit. Yeah, I mean not the biggest, not the biggest place in the world, but over a thousand seats mm-hmm. uh, each show. Um, but the two albums, Neil, to put it into perspective, because I actually do like that Flood album quite a bit, and I never yeah, really yeah. listened. To, I, and the other one, Apollo 18 is the other one I listen <clears> to the most, I think. Apollo 18? Is that what it's called? Yep. Am I right on that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I, I, the two albums I listened to for a couple of months straight were Flood and Suicidal Tendencies, Lights, Camera, Revolution. Yeah, wow. man. <laughs> so, so. Variety, Neil. It's a spice of life. That's the thing I'm 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 but discovering the thing is, with I know, the, thing is, the fact of the matter is they don't I know fit Neil in anywhere. likes a wide variety of music. He likes Motown music. He likes, I'm sure he does. Yeah, he yeah. likes Amy Winehouse. He likes all that stuff. But yes, he's uh, but it's it's one of those things. Everybody's got their own aesthetic, right? Yeah, and they kind of live in their own world, which I think is punk in itself. Like they don't follow trends at all. You know, they they do their own thing sure. and they are their own thing. I mean, you gotta respect that. Like they're they're they don't sound like anybody else. And that's, where are they from? Uh, I I don't even know. They're where from they're Brooklyn. From. They're from Brooklyn. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is it a, like how many people in the band? Well, it was a duo. Uh, like I said, with the backing track for from '82 to 1994, and then they've had they had some various members backing them, but they've been pretty locked in as a five piece for uh, since 2000. 
four. And I mean, they've, they've dabbled in all kinds of stuff. They even put out kids albums and won a Grammy for one of them. They have, um, I mean, flood went platinum. So they had, they had big stuff, but they also have just really, really weird stuff with like detuned pianos and these like microtonal things and, and time, you know, and key changes like seven times in a song, like all this stuff, but it's like, it's poppy on the surface but if you actually pay attention, uh, there's a lot going on. That's why I always like the song "Dead." Yeah, <laughs> very yeah. dark, very dark, Hutch, but very quirky. Hutch Harris from the Thermals did uh, that episode. Mm. You listened to the one that so, Colin from Mustard Plug was on, right? I have not. Should I? Yeah, me and him actually collaborated on a cover of it. It's uh, the song's called "Man, It's So Loud in Here." <laughs> I don't know and, this one. Yeah, uh, well, it's from uh, the album the Mink Car that came out in 2001. So he's like a lifer fan. He's he's been on a, you know with them for the whole time, um, and he actually got me in touch with some more of his his ska friends. Uh, a dude from Big D and the Kids Table is going to be on, and a guy from Planet Smashers is going to be on. Oh, good uh, ska guys, you know, yeah, it's uh, Can't it's, get away it's from the ska. Cool. Well, you know, they might be giants. You know, John Linnell, the guy that plays keyboard and accordion, he also plays a lot of saxophone too. So like horn guys oh, are pretty thrown to all the saxes, yeah. So I'm going to get my accordion real quick for a nice little uh, soothing closing song. What's your last song, Neil? What's your last song? Um, Better have accordions. It is going to be Hardcore Band out of Chicago, Articles of Faith, oh, from the early 80s, um, with the song Bad Attitude. So there you go. It sums things up.
There you go. Bad, bad attitude. You know, you know what the great thing is? That, that bad man, attitude. Article and you and I have talked faith. about this, Neil. Yes. Articles of Faith are the most humorless pricks. Yes. But man, they were good, weren't they? Yes. Oh, that song is so great. Yeah, the most intense lead singer I've ever seen. He came and yelled in my face one time. It was uh, it was pretty intense. Yep. Like hmm. about something? Or you mean from the stage? Oh scene? no, from the snow. He was. Then he jumps in. He's one of those guys that jumps in the audience with the microphone and like uh, screams in people's faces. Yeah, like that. Yeah. So and this oh, okay. and this was in like a this is in like a church hall with like again. If it was just like a bunch of jocks or he was playing some kind of regular festival or something, I could see him getting angry at everybody. But this yeah. is like in a hall in Champaign-Urbana with like 20 punk rockers. So I don't know why he was screaming at us because we oh, were kind man. of on his side. But what are you going to do? Champagne. I played some shows there myself. It's, yeah. uh, it's a cool town to play. Yeah. 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 I had some friends friends that went to U of I. I mean, it's um, been a long time since I was down there. but Same. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's funny. That's that's one thing that I, I I turns me off about some hardcore bands is that they take themselves too seriously. That's why something like The Descendants kind of speaks to me, where it's like, you know, they do get a little bit political, but they also like, what else is going on in my uh, in my, my life? You know, oh, I got fucking dumped, whatever. You know, I'm a teenager, I'm angry about it. This song is about being dumped. You know, it doesn't all have to be about Reagan. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's it's kind of weird when they're sixty years old and they're still playing that song about yeah, sure. being a teenager <laughs> being dumped. Well, and I, I kind of feel the same way about about. Trump Is it weird to sing about Reagan though? When, when but don't don't you think it's kind of the same thing with the hardcore songs about Trump? Trump, it's like it's so low hanging fruit at this yeah. point that yeah. it's sort of lazy. It's like it, I mean, I don't mind if they do it, but they got to have a decent angle. Yeah, they got to be. Yeah, but yeah I mean, you, I mean the, you want them the, to be the angry Trump though, fa- right? The Trump is a fascist song. It's just it's just not fresh anymore, you know. Personally, I think a putting real people's names into a song is a way to just date it immediately. And, you know, hopefully he won't be in office, you know, in in eight months. But like so sing a song. You can sing a song inspired by your hatred of what he does and what he stands for. But don't say Trump in it. Like that's just it's just too it's lazy. Honestly, all you you could do with Dead Kennedys did. Right. And they just changed the lyrics to California Uber Alice. Between the sing- between sure, the original sure. single but, and the album, but, listen, but it works. <laughs> yeah, you know, it worked in the '80s, I think, because hardcore felt like such a flash in time, where like yeah. it wasn't going to survive more than two or three years. And everybody, but yeah, was now against that it's you. forty yeah. years old, I mean, you can obviously look at the bigger picture. So yeah, I don't know. So Greg, la- yeah. parting thoughts. Parting thoughts. The um, fifth. No, I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna. You're, ask you your parting thoughts. thoughts. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna tell you your parting thoughts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the uh, so the regular punk news podcast, which you and I have both been a part of, you not so much lately for you, but I've been involved with it for five or six years, and you've been involved with it for longer than that. We are going to be having our 500th episode here, which is obviously a major milestone, in I think three weeks. Will you be joining us for that? Oh, if I'm invited. I don't know. If John can stand to have me around. <laughs> Man, this I remember editing... To- Episode 300 in Spain. <laughs> I was in Spain. And I was in, that... Whereabouts in Spain were you? What's that? Whereabouts in oh, Spain? Uh, uh, mainly, we were there in Madrid because my wife was at a conference there, but then we rented a car and went around the southern uh, coast. She's a, Spanish, she's a Spanish teacher, right? Spanish professor, yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Spain's. Beautiful. Yeah. My favorite and we were supposed to be there. Yeah, Spain is amazing. We were supposed to be there for six weeks this summer. She was supposed to bring a group of Purdue students there oh. um, for a course. So that got canceled. Uh, so everything we were going to, you know, bring our daughter. Is she going to leave you with home us. with the baby? Oh, you were going to bring your daughter. No, we were all going. We were all going. Oh, that, that got sucks, canceled. Man. Sorry. Yeah, it's 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 awful. But 
Yeah, that was my dedication to the Punk News Podcast when I was the producer. Uh, I actually had food, I got food poisoning, and Kara's like at this conference, and I'm like between puking my guts out, I'm editing this goddamn podcast <laughs> for a stupid punk site. Why? Just what you wanted to do for free. Yeah, it's great. For free. Yes, for free. Yeah, right. Free! <sighs> All right. What, anyway, you know, if you have a parting thought, please go ahead now. You can have your parting thought. I was just, oh, I was just yeah. curious about that. Oh, I just wanted to thank you guys for helping me out with this. And, um, you know, and when, whenever you want to put this out, I can kind of line up this uh, little tournament with it. And, yeah, I would encourage you guys to share it with your Facebook friends, too, to get a wide swath I, I, of Neil and I together photos. don't have half as many Facebook friends as you do, pal. But yep. still, it'll put more of the... And they're the, probably most of them are all the same people, probably. It'll, it'll put... <laughs> Getting maybe. there. It'll put more of the elder statesman punks in in there um, to help out the uh, the. Well, I'm pl- you, you know, know what I am pleasantly surprised at every band you've mentioned I've heard of. Like some some of my other friends, <laughs> they'll talk about hardcore bands and I haven't heard of a single one of them. Like these well, ones from Neil, the last I ten years the, or something. I made the list, dude. I made the list. So yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Then. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, yeah, should yeah. At, you should look it over. I, sh- I shared it with you. So. I know, basically, yeah, when I first messaged Tom, I'm like, here's the 10 that I really like, now you come up with the rest, and, you know, and I look at it, and there's there's, there's some on here. Yeah, Yeah, I can tell you that I know out of these, (laughs) what do we got on here, 62, I know at least 20 of them very well. There you go. Including recently, MDC. I'm going to make a big... no, man, they might be John's got me into MDC back in the mid, I don't know, late 90s. Um, oh, that long ago. Oh, okay. That yeah, long ago, like man. Oh. No, no, no. It, they, they, the name drop was in a song from 1986 that they did. So there was like, they were a current band at the time, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, they were contemporaries. Now, but anyway, uh, thanks for helping me put this together. And I will, I'm going to do my research to make a sweet Spotify playlist of... Uh, one go. song from each of these albums here. It'll be a good lesson. And people that only know the big stuff that check out the tournament can click over to that playlist and uh, be educated on the hardcore by Mr. Tom Trauma. And uh, Neil, yeah, if you look at there and there's any you want to add, um, yeah, we can we can uh, the team team up on it. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. No, have you guys ever heard of a band called Insight? Because that's who these friends of mine were talking about, and I never even fucking heard I've of Insight. I've heard of them, but I don't know. No. Them. They were I'm all getting Ronner. excited about some new Insight album, and I'm like, am I really? Well, there's, you know, there's these new, like, like Angel Dust is a new one that I hear a lot of people talking about, and I mm. like some of the newer ones like Red Death and and uh, Candy and some of these bands. I think are pretty cool, but to me, they're a little different than what I tried to put together. It's definitely a classic. Yeah, best hardcore was in the eighties. I mean, yes, punk. good yeah. man, good man. We all be and I just, there, there, was few, yeah. there was a few '90s things in there, but for the most part, it was '80s definitely. Even yeah. like, but like, because like, where do you draw the line? Because I put like the first discharge full length. I think that's a classic album. I call, that's a hardcore album, right? I know they call it UK '82, but ultimately, it's a mm. hardcore album. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, that's an interest. That's a whole another topic, I think. I mean, right? like Verrukers. You know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Where do you draw the line, Neil? I don't know. Yeah, yeah and that's punk rock to me. I don't know. And you, you know, think I that, do that have discharge. That is so metally, though. Neil. Oh no, you were just in the Verrucas, you said. Oh, Ver- but Verrucas is a very similar style, mm. especially their LPs. Maybe not the singles, but this episode could go all night. It could. They all could <laughs> the go all night. Closing thoughts. Well, it's a, a, it's a, a, it might or might not be recording right now. I have no idea. A little extra length will give us, you know, give Neil a chance to edit out some of the chippy parts. That's what she said. Where's my chip chip? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right. 
Cool. Thanks so, for coming on, yeah, Greg. Man. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks, man. We enjoyed talking to you, and uh, we will uh, talk to all of the rest of you soon. Yep. Like, real soon, probably. So. Yeah, yeah, real soon. <laughs> Smell you later. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs>